Egbert, Margaret and Stephen stories by Jetta Bradley. For more stories, visit jettabradley.com. Egbert, Margaret and Stephen and the Devilist Prank Margaret had been reading about pranks online on a prankster website. How you could stick wet stuff inside your brother's pillow or stick blue tack up the bathroom spout so it sprayed out at them or you could put really horrible stuff on their toothbrushes. But Margaret wanted something that was really going to make Egbert scared. She wanted something that was really going to shock him. It had to be the devilest prank. She decided she would buy enough spiders and bugs to plant in Egbert's room at night, so that when he woke up in the morning, it looked like he really was surrounded by bugs and spiders, and she thought she'd ask Stephen to help her. The next morning, Stephen and Margaret went to the prank shop, and they bought these spiders and cockroaches that could actually move. That night, as soon as Egbert was asleep, Margaret put the cockroaches around the bottom of Egbert's bed, and she put the spiders on the wall, and then Margaret and Stephen brought their sleeping bags down and slept in the hallway. They didn't want to miss it when Egbert woke up. When Egbert woke up, he saw all the spiders and he thought he was in a nightmare. He began to scream. He screamed and he screamed and he screamed. Margaret and Stephen only just managed to grab their sleeping bags and hide out of the way before their mum came running and their dad called the police. Someone has broken into the house, he shouted at the police. Mum saw all the cockroaches on the floor and she started screaming and screaming and screaming. Dad heard Mum screaming and he shouted at the police, There's an intruder! There's an intruder! You've got to come now! Don't move, said the police. So Dad ran straight up to Egbert's room and saw all the spiders and the cockroaches and he jumped up on the bed. Somebody, help! We've got an infestation! Do you have an intruder? said the police. Yes! No, said Dad. We've got bugs and spiders and cockroaches everywhere. Call the pest control, said the police. And they hung up. Then Mum and Dad and Egbert were all screaming and screaming. And Margaret and Stephen ran in and took a photo and started laughing and laughing and laughing. Mum got mad. She got so mad. How could you? How dare you? How could you? You are grounded for the next two years. You'll never watch TV again or have any desserts. Oh dear, said Margaret. This sounds really serious. She didn't like the bit about not having any desserts, but she couldn't care less about not watching TV. Dad shook his head. I can't believe I got fooled by you guys. He went off to work. But it was Egbert that Margaret worried about most. Mum was in a sulk for the next two weeks, but Egbert was very quiet. Oh yes, that might have been the devilest prank ever, but he was going to get Margaret back. And this is what he did. Thirteen days after the attack on Egbert's bedroom, it was Margaret's birthday, and his mum made her a whole lot of cupcakes with icing on top to take to school. She put them in a big plastic box and left them on the table. When no one was looking, Egbert came along, opened the lid and slipped slimy slugs into the icing so that no one could see them. 
Margaret took the box of cupcakes to school and put them on her teacher's desk. The teacher shared the cupcakes out to all the students in the class. And just as the teacher was about to chomp into a beautiful cupcake, a slug wormed its way out of the icing. The teacher screamed, Don't eat the cupcakes! She dropped the cupcake into the bin. Everybody looked down at their cupcakes. Everybody saw slugs moving around in their icing. Everybody started to scream. At that moment, Egbert was walking along the corridor past the classroom and he just happened to poke his head in and laugh and take a picture of them all. Gotcha, he said to Margaret. Margaret was mad. That had been her birthday cake. That had been her special time with her class. She was going to get Egbert back and she had the perfect plan. Seven days later, Egbert was on his way to a swimming tournament. He'd come third in his race at school. So he was going off to swim with the other two kids to represent his school. But just as they got to the new swimming stadium, Margaret slipped inside the boys' toilets and took out Egbert's swimmers and replaced them with another pair. They were a pair that were made of material that disintegrates in water. So although they looked lovely when he first put them on, as soon as Egbert dived into the water, the swimmers disappeared and Egbert was swimming in the nude. When he got up out of the water, everybody gasped and then they began to laugh and laugh. Egbert couldn't understand why everybody was laughing until his teammate pointed at Egbert and said, What are you doing, mate? You've got nothing on. What are you talking about, said Egbert. And then he looked down and he saw that he was completely naked. Egbert was so mortified. He ran for the nearest towel. He didn't care whose it was. And then he ran to the toilets to get to his bag. And when he got there, his bag was gone. Margaret came running into the boy's toilet, grinning. Are you okay, Egbert? You look so pale, she said and laughed. She took out her camera and took a photo of Egbert as he began to chase her across the lawn. He didn't catch up with her though because he was too busy trying to hold his towel up and not let anyone see his bottom all over again. That's it, said Egbert. I'm getting her back. Well, it wasn't long before Egbert had the perfect plan. Three days later, just before Margaret was about to go to her school disco, Egbert waited until Margaret was really, really, really fast asleep. He crept in and he cut off all her fringe until she only had hair growing down the sides and no hair at the front. When Margaret woke up in the morning and looked in the mirror, she screamed and screamed. Tomorrow night, she was supposed to be going with all her friends to a really great disco and now she wouldn't be going anywhere, not even to school. Egbert bounced in. Hello, did you have a good night's sleep? He said cheerfully. Margaret turned around and Egbert held the camera up in her face. Gotcha, he said. Gotcha a nice big wig too and he threw a wig at her. Get out, Margaret screamed at him. She pulled a cap over her head. She wouldn't be able to take it off for two months. Margaret sat on the bed with her head in her hands and thought about all this. I mean, she did start it. Maybe she ought to stop it. But when Stephen saw Margaret, he said, that's just one prank too far. I am going to do something to Egbert. He felt outraged for his sister. 
Stephen thought about it in his room. He plotted. Maybe he could glue really long toenails and fingernails onto Egbert with superglue, and then when he woke up in the morning, he'd have to wear them to school. Yes, said Stephen. That's perfect. So he waited until the middle of the night when he was sure Egbert was asleep, and then he took a little pot of superglue and some very, very long nails. I mean, they must have been at least 10 centimetres long. Very slowly, he glued those nails to Egbert's fingers and the toenails onto the toes, and then he painted the fingernails and the toenails bright pink. Then Stephen went back to bed and fell asleep very, very deeply. It wasn't until 7am in the morning when Stephen heard Egbert roar, What have you done? Margaret came running into his room and said, What did you do to him? Stephen said, What? What do you mean? Then he remembered. Oh, he said, Ha ha, come and have a look. And they went downstairs and there was Egbert cutting off the fingernails and the toenails. As if that was even going to hurt me, said Egbert. Margaret looked at Stephen. Better luck next time, she said to him. Yeah, said Stephen. Next time I'm going to superglue false eyelashes on. But no, Stephen thought, Egbert could just cut those off as well. I will paint his lips red till they never come clean. No, I don't think that's possible, said Stephen. I will put a parrot on his head, a real parrot. And when he wakes up, the parrot will talk to him. But the parrot will be superglued to his head, so he'll never be able to get rid of it. And the parrot will say, Who's a coogee woogee 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 boy now, Eggy? Who likes Eggy for breakfast? Who likes omelette? Who likes scrambled eggs? Who likes fried eggs? Coogee woogee woogee Eggy does. That would take a long time to teach a parrot to do that, thought Stephen. I mean, it might take months for him to be able to sing that. But this is a long-term plan for Egbert. I mean, if I wait this long, Egbert will probably have forgotten about the pranks. And that would be a good thing, because he would be really shocked. Where do I get a parrot from? He went to the pet store, and he asked the people there, Do you have any parrots that I can teach to talk? Of course we do. In this pet shop, all the parrots can be taught to talk, if you take your time. Yeah, but how much time, said Stephen. Oh, you know, a couple of years. Years? I don't have years, said Stephen. I need a fast learning to talk parrot. You'd best take Harry then. How old is Harry, said Stephen. Probably a couple of years old, but he'll learn to talk quite quickly. Whatever you want him to say. I want him to say, coogee woogee woogee eggy. Well, said the shopkeeper. Usually we don't teach them to say coogee woogee woogee eggy. We teach them things like, hello, you're a sweetheart. I don't want him to say that, said Stephen. Well, you decide. It's your parrot, said the shopkeeper. So Stephen paid him $10. Harry was a real nuisance. He refused to say anything except, can I have some chewing gum, please? Can I have some chewing gum, please? I don't like spearmint. I don't like spearmint. I like fruity flavours. Well... After a couple of weeks of him saying, Can I have some chewing gum, please? Stephen did give him some chewing gum, and then the parrot's mouth got stuck together with the gum. The parrot didn't talk again for quite a while. In fact, Stephen had to find a way to open up the mouth to get the gum out, because he was getting so thin from not eating any food. Now, said Stephen, I hope that taught you a lesson, because the next thing I really want you to learn is coogee, woogee, woogee. Eggy, the parrot looked at him. What is he talking about, thought the parrot. Coogee, woogee, woogee, eggy, said Stephen. 
This is ridiculous, thought the parrot. I'm not saying that. I'm not a baby. Coogee, woogee, woogee, eggy. Why would I say that? said the parrot to Stephen. What? said Stephen. Why would I say coogee, woogee, woogee, eggy? said the parrot. Well, said Stephen, the thing is, we'd like it if you could say that, because then we'd like you to say omelette, scrambled eggs, fried eggs, eggy. That's just a really silly thing to say, though, said the parrot. I don't care if it's silly, said Stephen. I paid for you and I want you to say coogee, woogee, woogee, eggy, and so on. The parrot said, coogee, woogee, woogee, eggy. Oh, that's good, said Stephen. Very good. Could you say the other things now? Omelette, scrambled eggs, fried eggs, eggy. Omelette, scrambled eggs, fried eggs, eggy, said the parrot. Excellent, said Stephen. How much do you like Egbert? Not much, said the parrot. Would you like to be stuck to him for the rest of your life? Not really, said the parrot. Well, I'm sorry, but that's what's going to happen to you. When, said the parrot. Tonight, said Stephen. Oh, God, said the parrot, and he dropped down, fainting. Stephen thought he was dead. Don't die, Stephen told the parrot. I've been waiting for weeks to do this. The parrot slowly sat up, dazed. Will you free me after a couple of days? No, it's for life, said Stephen. Well, said the parrot, I will not say coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy if you don't rescue me. Stephen thought about that. All right, how about a week? We leave you there for a week. A week's too long, said the parrot. Four days. Five, said Stephen. Four and a half, said the parrot. Deal, said Stephen. That night... The parrot and Stephen crept down to Egbert's room. I've got a very bad feeling in my stomach, said Harry the parrot. Course you've got a bad feeling in your stomach, said Stephen. You're about to be stuck to Egbert's head. What could be worse than that? You're right, you're right, you're right, said the parrot. Shut up, said Stephen. I don't want to hear another word from you. We're just about there. They waited and waited and waited outside Egbert's room. Are we there yet? said Harry. We've been here for a long time. We're just waiting for him to fall asleep. Oh, how long does it take? said the parrot. It takes as long as it takes until he's snoring. Does he snore? said the parrot. Yes, he does. Oh, good God, I don't like humans that snore. They crept inside the bedroom and Stephen thought, this is really the best moment of my life. This moment where I'm sticking a parrot to Egbert's head with superglue. I'm sticking Harry onto Egbert's head. The snoring stopped for a bit. Stephen thought maybe Egbert would wake up, but it was too late now. The three minutes were up. The parrot was stuck. Egbert wouldn't be able to get rid of it until he cut off all his hair. Coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy said Harry. Egbert sat straight up. Who said that? Coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy. Egbert looked around. What was going on? Why did his head feel so heavy? Omelette, scrambled egg, fried egg, eggy. Egbert looked up. There was a parrot on his head. He jumped out of bed and shook his head around, but it wouldn't come off. Hey, be careful, said Harry. I'm not very strong. Egbert went straight to the mirror. Don't be alarmed, said the parrot. It's just a parrot, Eggy. Stop calling me Eggy. Eggy, 
Stop calling me Eggy! Eggy! Egbert began to pull at Harry to try and get him off, but as he pulled, he pulled at his own hair. Ah! Screamed Egbert. His mum and dad woke up and ran into his room. Why have you got a parrot on your head? Screamed mum. I don't have a parrot on my head, said Egbert. You do, said mum. You really do. Coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy, said the parrot. Good God, said mum. That really is some talking parrot. That really is some talking parrot, said the parrot. Ha ha, said mum. Let's see what else it can say. Ha ha, said the parrot. Let's see what else I can say. Dad came over. Come on, let's get rid of this parrot. Who put it there? Well, I didn't, of course, said Egbert. Why would I put a parrot on my head? Then something else happened. Harry just had to go to the toilet. He did a little white plop on top of Egbert's head. Coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy poop, said Harry. Did he poop? Did he poop on my head? Oh, yuck, white parrot poop, said Egbert. Omelette, scrambled eggs, fried eggs, eggy poop, said Harry. Stephen came in and so did Margaret, rubbing their eyes. What's all this noise? said Stephen. Yeah, said Margaret. She looked at Egbert and she said, Egbert, you've got a bird on your head. Oh, really? said Egbert. Good of you to notice. Stephen didn't say anything, though, and Egbert glared at him. Don't think I don't know you put this on my head. I know you. You're the superglue man. First you superglue fingernails and toenails. Then you want to superglue eyelashes. And now you've superglued a goddamn parrot onto my head. That day, Egbert went to school with a parrot on his head. Coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy. Coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy. Coogee, woogee, coogee, woogee, eggy. Shut up, said Egbert. Shut up, said Harry. Shut up, said Egbert. Shut up, said Harry. As they walked, everybody made way for them and laughed at Egbert. Egbert went home and that night he said to his mum, Better get out the shavers. I'm going to go bald and you're going to get this parrot off my head. So they shaved and they shaved and they shaved until they had all the hair off Egbert's head until they got to the hair around the parrot. But they couldn't shave off the parrot. So there he was with no hair and a parrot on top of his head. I think this is a very, very strong glue, said Mum, and you might just have to live with Harry for the rest of your life. What? shrieked Harry. What about me? Stephen ran into the room. He laughed when he saw Egbert with no hair and a parrot stuck to his bald head. You promised, screamed Harry. You promised. Stephen quickly stopped laughing. It was true. He had promised Harry. I don't know what to do, he whispered to Harry. You know I can hear you, said Egbert, and you're not even a little bit concerned about me. Not really, said Stephen. Lucky I'm looking out for you then, said Margaret, sliding into the room. I've done extensive research, and it turns out that painting your nails is not just great for your nails, but you're not putting paint on my head, said Egbert. No, because that would be dumb, said Margaret. But I am putting nail polish remover on your head. Get away from me, that stuff stinks so bad my kidneys start to shrink, said Egbert. Do you want a bit of a stink or a lot of a stink for the rest of your life? I don't want any stink, said Egbert. Just do it, lady, said Harry. As it happened, Margaret knew exactly what she was doing. After she had polished Egbert's head with nail polish, they slowly got Harry off. Let me ask you something, lady. Would you make me say coogee, woogee, woogee, eggy? What are you, a baby, said Margaret. Now we're talking, said Harry, and Harry decided that if he was going to stay in a house and live with a human, 
it would have to be with Margaret.